You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Given the current circumstances, and when I say circumstances, I mean the market being in relative turmoil, it's time for the lunchtime update on the JSE. And with me is Nick Kunza from Sandland Private Wealth. I'll start with the American markets because they're the ones that are really taking it on the chin today. Uh, we've got the S&P rallying from its lows. It's only down 81 points. It was down 95 <coughs> points at one stage, down almost 2.5%. One of the biggest moves we've seen for many, many months. Yeah, Lindsay. Uh, yeah, getting just as we joked off air, phoning you from my bunker. It doesn't look pretty out there. Um, if you had to run through a few of the asset classes, the big ones for me, obviously the S and P futures down significantly, as you said. Dow was down thousand points roughly in the last two days, uh, and you haven't mentioned it, but the VIX, the uh, Volatility Index, which is a really good barometer for, as they call it on Wall Street, Wall Street's fear gauge, yes. um, up forty percent on the session to twenty three percent, and we haven't seen. This level for years, and it's quite a good indicator of, of what the market's uh, sort of feeding. And right now, that's telling you almost extreme, extreme fear at the moment. So, in other words, the, the, the price of protection is going up. In, in a, because if you want to buy a put option, for example, to protect your mm. portfolio, the volatility index is part of the pricing of that put option. Mm. Funny, funny enough, Lindsay, it's actually quite a contrarian indicator. So, so, so right now, for buying downside protection, is going to cost you forty percent less than it would have done on Friday afternoon. And ironically, when the the volatility spikes aggressively, the brave people want to say, "Okay, that, it, that's enough now. It's time you actually want to sell volatility." So, it's a little bit of a contrarian indicator. Although I will say this: it, it historically, volatility has always been twenty five, twenty six percent on the on the VIX. Um, the last few years, it's been artificially low, um, normally around about the mid-teens, which shouldn't really trade this. That's because of the central banks. But, um, yeah, it's it's not a pretty sight. And then, obviously, we haven't talked about bonds either. So, I mean, you know, the 30-year bond yield, new historical low that, on the yield, and the 10-year also pushing down historical low. So, it's some quite extreme asset class movements as we uh, – we take this sort of uh, this midday sort of litmus test of where we are right now in the markets. Okay, some quite extreme moves. I think the big question is, and we'll we'll get a better idea when we speak on the five o'clock shadow later on once the real U.S. market is opened. Is is this the real thing this time? In other words, the five to ten percent correction that people have been expecting, and maybe the market needs, or is this just one of those let's wait a little bit and just buy into it again? The difference is, if I put my two cents worth in, is that. The S&P opened down 35 points this morning, uh, 1 o'clock South African time, and has consistently, consistently been the subject of fairly aggressive selling. And we haven't seen that for a while. No, we haven't. And look, I'd have to say, uh, I'm not a scaremonger. My job is to, you know, as a, as a money manager and a trader, is to read the sort of prices in front of me. And I can't, and anyone tells you they can forecast what's happening next week, we have no idea. But what I, what I will say is this, is that the... The, the moves in the market today, if you put in what's happening in the, in the American markets, for example, I mean, the move on the S&P 500, as you alluded to, I mean, this really only puts it back to levels you know, a couple of weeks ago, not even. Less than 10 days ago, the S&P was trading at this level. So it needs to be put in context. So if I, to answer your question, if, there is, if this is sustained selling, and if we look at what the bonds are doing and we were to look at what uh, the vol and the volatilities are doing, I think this market, the equity market's got further to go. I mean, I, I think back to uh, 
uh, an evening or either the morning or the evening uh, report that we did. And I said the, uh, the 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 one standout for me is that equities are flashing green and everything else is flashing amber. And I think you said I think it's flashing scarlet. And yes. I think you're exactly right. I mean that was the right call. If we had to look. I guess look at the tea leaves that were in front of us at the time. That was implying that yes, that the equity markets were far too complacent. Then you can see it playing out now. So, if I had to, without being too much of a scaremonger, I think this S and P or the certainly the equity markets have probably got a little bit further to go to catch up to what I guess the clever money, the bond markets are telling you, and, and certainly some of these other asset classes. And we haven't even spoken about gold there, Lindsay. I mean, that thing is just on a charge. Well, and that was telling you something also a while ago. Yeah, it really was. And we identified that. We said the gold has moved before the equity markets have moved. The mm. S&P was mm. 33.97 and its peak all-time record high. And the futures, that is, it's now 32.55. Uh, so it's been a substantial mm. move in a fairly quick space of time. And as with all yeah. bear markets, a market has been, this market has been grinding higher but when it goes down, it comes down very, very quickly indeed. It's like an enema for the market. Let me have a look at those uh, spot prices so we can give people a teaser of what to expect on the 5 o'clock shadow later on. Rand's not mm. too bad. The Rand is not too bad. It's only down a percent. It's 15.14. British pound against the Rand, 19.53. Euro Rand, 16.39. Euro dollar, 108.25. International indices, well, the Dow Jones is going to be down 700 plus if it stays where it is now. The futures that is S&P down 2.5%. If we go to the commodities, this is where it gets interesting. Gold up $38 to $1,682 per ounce. Extraordinary performance. The platinum price is down just as slightly. Let's call it down $2. Uh, Palladium, what's that doing? Is it holding on to 2700 yeah, exactly. On the nose, actually, twenty-seven oh two down point eight percent. Okay, and the oil price is down nearly four percent. Was sixty dollars a few days ago. Now fifty-six dollars and fifty-two cents uh, per barrel. Just the local market. Which ones have been hit the worst by this mini contagion overseas? Probably the financials, and also, of course, Sassel. Yeah. So the financials, as you had expected, and I guess also a little bit of nerves coming ahead of a budget on, on Wednesday, which which made the front page of the Financial Times things to watch this week, incidentally. I mean, it's a really disappointing update from Sassel. I mean, as if Sassel shareholders didn't need any worse. I think probably half of this move is, is disappointing results, and I think the other half is the oil price, as you've alluded to. Uh, those are the big standouts. And um, I guess... But can we talk about something positive? I mean, these gold please. shares. I mean, I'm looking yes, at Harmony please. Gold. I mean, up 15%. I actually wow. cannot remember. I've seen some of these shares up so much. Gold, uh, Harmony Gold up 15%. Anglo Gold Ashanti up 5% and so on. So, you know, some really, I guess, you know, funny gold, you know, the safe haven coming into play. But uh, but I will say, Lindsay, I think um, it really is an important week. Not only an important week for South Africa and for the RAND with the, with the budget, but also for equity markets, you know, coming off their highs. Uh, this is really a crucial week. There's a lot to digest uh, in the next few days, and I think it will set the tone, certainly, for the rest of this quarter. Yes, it really will. Uh, just to reiterate, on the upside, we've got Harmony Goldfields and Anglo Gold Ashanti in varying degrees of, of frothiness as the, the biggest movers positively. Mm. And on the downside, you've got Kumba Iron Ore and Assel and Sassel uh, and Anglo American PLC on the mm. downside because of the industrial, uh, the industrial digging element of those companies. 
Mm. Can I just also just add two cents worth from a from a trading point of view? Now, I always like to say financials are so difficult to read, but if you if you look at what's on the screen, it, it normally the price action really tells you what it is. I will have to give a shout out for Aspen today. Um, in, a, in a market like this, in an all share which is down two thousand points, such a terrible day. Uh, Aspen up two point one nine percent. Maybe uh, you know on the on the back of that earnings last week, I think it's not as bad as people thought, and really nice trading action. So for those long-term shareholders in Aspen, I think you can take comfort uh, from the share price action today. I think the Stephen Sardner's team may be starting to put uh, put a few things right after after the, the sort of tough couple of quarters that it's had. Conzo, just give us the lunchtime indices on the JSC, please. Do I have to? Do yes, I you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so seatbelts, people. Uh, all share down 3.82%, 2,191 points at 55,144. Ouch. Been a while since I had a handle like that. Uh, and the top 40 also down 2,050 points, 3.98%, under the 50,000, comfortably 49,531. Really, besides the gold shares, I'm not even going to go there. There's nowhere really to hide. Uh, healthcare down 1.93%. Financials, as you alluded to, down 3.39%. Energy shares, that'll be your Cecil, down 4%. And technology shares also nowhere to hide, down 4.2%. Sure, we'll chat later. Hope he doesn't look so bad. Nick Kunza, thanks so much for that JSC lunchtime update. Nick Kunza will be back with us at 5 o'clock for the 5 o'clock shadow. He's from Sandland Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.